And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, January 15th. It's Martin Luther King Day. And I hope you're observing in whatever way makes you think about that. Uh, I'm observing by not really working today. And uh, you know what I'm thinking about doing, Mark, is uh, I'm thinking about maybe there's uh, some museuming that I could be doing. There's a, an exhibit that I was thinking about sort of using this as an opportunity to go to a museum and see some African-American artists and go from there. So I don't know. That's what I'm doing. You do whatever you guys want to do. And um, if you have other ideas or things that we should be thinking about for next year, let us know. Today, we are just trying to help you do the thing that you do, which is you make yourselves crazy about your money. And we want to help you stop doing that. And we know that it, it can be very hard to stop spinning around. And even if you're not spinning around, it's hard not to think about these big issues. And so if you need some help, if you need a little bit of support, guidance, mentoring, coaching, whatever you want, Mark and I are here for you. You can just go to jillandmoney.com, click the contact us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. You can come on the air on this show. You can also come on the air via video on our YouTube show, which is called Jill on Money, powered by the compound. You can check all of that out at our website, jillonmoney.com. Again, jillonmoney.com, contact us. All the stuff that we do lives on that website. And uh, today we are talking to Lee, who's on the line from Kansas, who reminds us obnoxious coastal people that Kansas is not a place you just fly over. Kansas provides the food for everybody. So Lee, thank you for that gentle reminder. It wasn't so gentle, but okay. Um, you're right. We, I will never take that for granted. I'll think of you every time I eat a carb. What else are you producing for yeah, me? Yeah, beef, 
carbs, yeah. you know, you name it, we provide it. So th- yeah, thank you. All right. We appreciate All it. All us in the Midwest, thank you. All right. Very good. Uh, they're, they're not, the whole Midwest is not created equal because it's not like the food is being created from like Michigan. And I think of that as the Midwest. It's really the breadbasket, which is what besides Kansas is like the state that I should give a little bit more love to, do you think? Well, you know, the Iowans, Nebraskans, the Corn Belt, uh-huh. you know. Okay. All right. I got it. What about Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, they're they're kind of on the edge. All right, they're, you know what? Then I'm just going to do three. I'm good with threes. Iowa, Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, they'll, they'll love you. Okay, good. I love you back. Thank you for that. So Lee from Kansas, thank you for your food. And what can we do for you? You know, I've I have got a question that I've pondered for you know for quite a while now, and I'm 61. I'm recently retired. I've been retired a year. Spouse is 59, who's still working. We've got two adult kids, one of which one of our children is disabled and will require care for his lifetime. He's currently 27. Uh, my question is, we have almost 50% of our net worth is tied up in 401ks and IRAs. That haven't been taxed yet, pre-tax. That have not been taxed yet. And with the you know, recent change in the tax law regarding distributions of inherited IRAs, Mm. I was curious, would it make sense for us to begin converting those to Roth IRAs and go ahead and just bite the bullet, pay the taxes on them now? At some point in time, we won't be able to care for our son, mm-hmm. and he'll have to transition into some other form of care. And, you know, I just want to make sure we have the maximum amount of dollars to make that happen. Understood. To make sure he's taken care of. Right. And your other child is how old did you say? 29? Uh, she's 29. She'll be 30 uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And how is she financially? Everything okay? Good, uh, like on her path? Yes, she is. She's uh, she'll be in the medical field when she's done. She's in medical school now, so mm-hmm. she'll be she'll be fine. So, Lee, um, you said half your net worth has not yet been taxed. Let's talk a little bit about what are the actual dollars involved here for you guys. Do you want overall net worth, or you just want a breakdown of the? Why don't you uh, give me the uh, the amount of money that has not been taxed? So, four hundred one k's, IRAs, any pre tax money that is that we're talking about converting here. million total. You know what, Mr. I should have give thanks to you in Kansas in the breadbasket. You're going to get me hate mail for this call. Okay. I mean, I just, because they don't, no one wants to hear someone who has, you know, 6 million bucks being um, worried about anything, but I understand your worry. And so I just want everyone listening. No hate mail. 5.8 5.8 million. I don't know what how Lee accumulated this wealth, he and his wife, but you know, it's a ton of money. And as you know, you are going to get whacked in taxes. So if we were to convert, do you have a reservoir of assets that have already been taxed that we could pay for the conversion? I do, yes. I mean, one of the, you know, one of my comforts over my working life was having a high degree of liquidity and, you know, living through the financial crisis and the recessions that we've had, Mm. I've always had a, you know, a high desire to have liquidity. And 
with a we had a, a a takeover of a company last year that resulted in a in a stock sale for cash, and so we ended up with we got more cash now than we have ever had, and you know we'll have to deploy it at some point in time, but that'll be that would be available to uh, to pay to the pay. tax. So, how much yeah, cash do you have on hand right now? Uh, about three, about three million. Yes. Well, I think that's enough to pay the tax that's due, don't you? Well, sure it is. And, <laughs> I mean, you have to understand from my from my perspective, you know, I I tend to be kind of a doomsday thinker. I love that about you. I am too. And you know, and there's nothing more important than the care of my son, mm-hmm. and that is that. Those are the kinds of things that keep me up at night. Of okay, once he's out of my control you know, what's going to happen to him. And those are my, those are my greatest fears. Understood. You know, what's going to happen to him? You know, we've, we've lived a very frugal life, you know, on purpose. And it's one of the reasons why we've been able to save money because we don't, you know, we don't have expensive cars. We don't take extravagant vacations. Mm -hmm. You know, we have been savers. Yep. And um, we've been, and we've been fortunate. We've been very lucky but the thing that keeps me up at night is, is there going to be enough, is there going to be enough money to care for my son when I'm gone? Yeah, absolutely. So in this scenario, it's sort of an, um, it, it's got two, you've got two questions that are embedded in this because whatever we do for the conversion, it, it's obviously better for you to pay the tax than your kids to pay the tax and inherit an asset that has not been taxed yet. And because of the the raw amount of the money, the you know maybe we just bite the bullet and you do pay the tax on that. For this year, you get taxed at the thirty seven percent tax bracket if you're a joint filer earning over seven hundred thirty one thousand. Meaning, it scales up, right? So it's like. It's only the amount over 731 that's being taxed at 37%. But I do see your needs and and why your son's care is very important. Have you established a special needs trust for your son? Yes. Um, it actually, it it funds at our, at the second to die. So we, we don't, it is not in, it's not established currently, mm-hmm. but it is, it is. The the way the it works right now is assets flow in to the special needs trust after we die. And and just so I understand this, I'm not sure I know the answer to it, and maybe you do. That if you were so, God forbid, if you guys drop dead today with almost let's just call it six million dollars pre tax, three million goes to your daughter, three million goes to your son's special needs trust. Is that how it is written right now? It's it's 70, 30, 70, percent goes to the daughter, mm-hmm. 30% goes to the, to the special needs trust. And the tax that the special needs trust pays, is it a trust? It's just at based on a, a trust tax bracket, right? It's not, it's not your son's tax bracket. Cause the whole thing is that there's like an extra, there's like a layer protecting your son and the money. So they're treated as like two different entities, I believe. And that's the whole point of it because you don't want him to not be able to have access to monies that would come to him from the government, but you also want to have money to be able to pay for his care, right? That's correct. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So we don't want to disqualify him from 
services are available. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, we want to have funds available for care mm-hmm. above and beyond right. what might be available. So your your wife is still working. Is that what you said? That's correct. How much does she earn right now? Um, 170 as of last year. Does she intend to work for a while longer or what, what do you think is the game plan for her? I think so. Yeah. I think she'll, uh, she'll continue to work, uh, for probably another three to five years. Okay. I think. And then she works for three to five years and then you don't claim social security, obviously till you're 70, right? Um, and then you'll have 75 when this is all going to start clicking away at you. So, okay. There's how cute do we want to get? That's the question that I'm thinking out loud. Okay. What do I mean by that? I mean that, you know what, you could be really cute and you could say, let me just do as much. I will, I will convert as much as I can up to that 37% tax bracket. Maybe uh, I'm, I don't know how many, you got a lot of money. So what's your, what's your dividend and interest um, amount that you had like for 23, just out of curiosity. Do you know that? Uh, 130. All right. So, you know, we already have you at 300,000. So the question is, do we want to just say, okay, let's convert 400,000, right? Stay in the 35% tax bracket as my top bracket save our 2% and do that every single year. And, you know, until we get to say age 70, you'll keep doing more or alternatively, and this is a possibility. Should you just say, you know, 37%, maybe that's going to be the best bracket we have as our top bracket, you know, for the next two years, maybe we convert, you know, take a $2 million distribution pay all the tax that's due this year, take another $2 million next year. And, you know, we're pretty close to being done and we'll dribble it out after that. You know, one way you're trying to be much more tax efficient and the other way you're trying to satisfy your need for getting this done as quickly as you can so that you don't worry so much. Time is also, you know, I figure that I've got, you know, I'm 61. I've probably got 25 maybe 25 more years, mm-hmm. you know, life expectancies and so forth. So my, you know, the, you know, the weighing that I've been doing in my mind is, you know, do I, do I try to keep it in the 32% bracket convert, you know, 150, 200,000 a year versus, you know, biting the bullet and taking it all and having, you know, 23 years for that money to, to yeah, grow. Yeah, I hear you. And you, and also because of the strange situation where you actually have the cash available to be able to do it, that's a very strange situation. I'm just going to ask Mark to, to just pop in here for a second. Mark, I know that you are normally the kind of person who likes to be more tax efficient in this situation, but do you see that there's a the idea of, of getting it done all in, in sort of one or two years could be advantageous for kind of peace of mind and get the money to work and they have the cash available. So do you think it's worth it? Roll. I mean, there's a little bit of a rolling of the dice on where tax rates are going to be, right? But what do you think, Mark? I think just based on what I've heard and, and hearing how much he's worried about the uh, financial stability of his son and making sure that's secure, I think I would probably just bite the bullet and get it done with and let that money get to work. 
And I think that the the advantage of that is you do get the money to work. You don't really have to worry about it. I presume that your wife is no longer putting money into a pre-tax retirement account. Is that correct? Well, uh, actually, we have we are eh. we have been. okay. Does she have a Roth option at work? I don't believe so. So she could use whatever she needs to get to the match, and then maybe she could just put money into your non-retirement assets. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And, and I think that, look, I I think you should also talk to an accountant. Do you you have a, a, someone you work with a, a, a CPA or a tax preparer that you work with? Yes. Yes. I think that it is worth having a conversation with that person and having, you know, just like we've laid out here, you know, I think that you could be, like I said, kind of cute, you know, I don't think you're going to get enough money out to try to stay in the 32%, frankly. I, it just doesn't sound like it because of how much money you have accumulated and the money is going to keep making money. And so I think you're not going to get enough money out fast enough to really move the needle. So the question is 35 versus 37%. And also, you know, listen, there's risk to this idea because if in a couple of years, if the if these tax brackets sunset and go back up to where they were pre um, the last tax cuts, then we've screwed ourselves because instead of paying 37, we're going to go up to 39. I mean, I think you should talk about it with your tax preparer. You and your wife need to sit down and just say, like, how do we feel about having that cash position essentially get cut in half or, you know, you're going to pay a buttload in taxes And how are you going to feel about that? Because there is going to be a sense of like, oh, I don't like that. But, you know, listen, you both, you could have access to the Roth money, obviously, right? You know, so in addition to the cash, is there also already a a non-retirement investment account? Yeah, there, uh, we've got a, we've got a taxable. How much is in there? Million eight. Yeah. I mean, I think just given how much money you actually have, uh, even if, if we had to pay, you know, a whole bunch, use a bunch of that cash to pay the tax today, it's kind of like doing this huge, it's really doing a, a great mitzvah for your kids, obviously, for you to pay the tax. We may be tax inefficient, but listen, your daughter's going to make money. She's going to be in a higher tax bracket going down the line. She's going to inherit a lot of money. And, you know, I think that paying the tax for her is kind of like, a great gift. And for your son, I think that you will be happy to know that this money's already been taxed. There's no fussing around with it. And that whoever is helping you manage that special needs trust, I don't know, is that your daughter or do you have someone else um, identified for that? Uh, we've got a, we've got a professional, we've got a trust company okay. that will Good. help us with that Good. once, once we're gone. Yep. I understand. I'm leaning towards biting the bullet. I got to be honest with you only because of the, the actual uh, details of your, and the circumstances of your situation. That that's really where I, where I fall on that. I, and again, talk to your tax preparer. They're going to have a nervous breakdown. They're going to be like, no one pays seven figures in taxes when they don't have to, but I think that you have it and it may be worth it. And that's how I'm leaning for sure. The time that we have, if we do bite the bullet for that money to grow, you know, is appealing, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a scary step. Totally. Totally. And by the way, uh, you know, it doesn't work if you drop dead tomorrow. So listen, don't drop dead tomorrow. (laughs) Got it. Thanks. All right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Very good. Um, 
I think that's that's kind of it. I think that's where we sort of fall on this. And of course, I would love to know um, what your CPA or tax preparer thinks. I really, okay. really would like to know that. So can you just give us a holler back when you hear back? Yeah, um, just, yeah back. Be, I'd be interested. To, I'd really be interested to hear that. It'll be fun. You you should like take a, like a little um, a little photo on your phone of like the tax that's due. There aren't a lot of people who get to pay that tax. You're very patriotic. Not only are you providing the food for the rest of the country, you're paying taxes at like the highest tax bracket. We're so grateful for you, Lee. Yeah. You're amazing. Well, we're, very, we're, we're very thankful. I mean, yeah. we've, we've been very, uh, very blessed with all of it. And we're very thankful that we're at least in a position to provide care for uh those that we need to care for. Yeah, so. that's a, it's a beautiful thing, and you are very fortunate. And we thank you for sharing your story and keep in touch with us. We'll we'll let you know. Now, listen, everyone who's listening, you probably don't have five point eight million dollars pre tax in your retirement accounts. You probably don't have three million dollars in cash. But let's lop off a couple of zeros and see whether you need to make different choices going forward. Should you be converting some of your retirement money now? Should you be dribbling money out of your account right now? How should you be managing your future tax liability for you, for your next generation. If that's something that's interesting to you, give us a holler. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Please let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and subscribe to Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars, lots more bonus content. I am so excited. Mark, can I announce who the person is? Are we like, is it okay to say it or not? Okay, our next webinar will be in March with one of my favorites, Cal Newport. Cal Newport has written so much about productivity, about deep work, about distraction, about how to manage your real life and get your stuff done. And he has a new book coming out. I'm so excited for it. And he will be joining us exclusively on the Jill on Money live service. So if you have not done so, please sign up. Mark has not raised the price yet, so it's still $35. Until further notice, it's $35. So give us a holler. Let us know if we can help you out and do subscribe to Jill on Money Live. Lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 